Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, you are forgiven. How, how do you feel about that? You know, sometimes maybe it's easy to just take that forgiveness for granted in a sense, isn't it? Or sometimes maybe we come to understand it as if it was really no big deal. You know, my, my big daddy in heaven, he just kind of swept it under the rug, you know. But dear friends, we are forgiven. And again, it's not just somehow nobody knows yet. Somehow that, that little oopsie I had, you know, my, my rich daddy took care of it. You know, that, that person I accidentally killed is buried in the back 40s somewhere and everyone just thinks they're missing. It's covered over. No one ever found out. No, no one, you know, really is going to understand. I can just kind of slide by. No, that, that's not what happened, is it? Rather, we have been found out and forgiven. See, God knows every single thing that we have done. He spoke to us in his holy word this morning, and he says, you know what? It's the things in our heart that defile us. And maybe we can exert great self-control, and maybe a lot of people don't really know what, what's in our heart. Maybe it doesn't really come out that often, but God knows, doesn't he? God knows what is there behind the scenes. He knows what's in the middle of our heart. He knows the areas that we struggle with, even if no one else does. He sees all of that, and he doesn't just look the other way, but rather he forgives us. See, that should really begin to lighten our load, shouldn't it? Because now we don't have to go through life going, I hope no one ever finds out. Yeah. I hope no one finds out about that dead body in the back 40. What if they find out? My life will be ruined. See, it's an extreme example. Yeah, I know. We have more minor things as well, don't we? I hope no one finds out that I shoplift at Walmart. Someone maybe says, right? I do it for the thrill, but if someone found out, what would mom and dad say? You know? Don't want them to find out about that. You see, there's so many sins taking place in the world every day, and you know you don't want people to know about them. You don't want people to find out about that one little thing. And then God comes along and he says, you're forgiven. And he doesn't just say, oh, it's no big deal. 
But he says, you know what? My son Jesus died for that. I sent my one and only son to die upon a cross to pay the price for your sin. My son loved you so much he was willing to do that. He bore the pain. He went through all of that terrible experience as a true man. See? And sometimes maybe we can get a little confused about that. We can say, well, it was Jesus. You know, he was like Superman, right? And, you know, we could do lots of mean, evil things to, to Superman and it wouldn't even hurt him at all. You know, you, you, you can shoot Superman in the eye and the bullet bounces off his eyeball. Yeah. And it was Jesus after all and, and maybe Jesus just kind of turned off the pain. Or, you know, maybe Jesus, he, he just, you know, uh, kind of was there in a figurative way. Maybe he didn't really, you know, suffer all that much. But no, Jesus was a true person, just as you and I are true people. He got tired at times, right? We read the, the scripture about how he fell asleep in the boat and the storm came up and the apostles said, what are you doing sleeping? How can a person sleep through this? We're about to perish. What's wrong with you, Jesus? And he stood up and he stilled the storm. He was tired and he was hungry. Right After fasting for 40 days, the Bible says he was hungry. Now, Jesus was just a person in a sense like you and I. He suffered. He has a, a physical body that, that had nerves that received pain. When he was going through suffering, it's the same kind of a, a suffering perhaps that you've experienced at some time in your life. Now we're probably all old enough. We've had different medical procedures and different medical things that have happened. And you know what it is to be awake all night and, and kind of hoping for the morning to come and wondering, you know, when this is going to pass. And that is what Jesus endured. And he endured all of that, not because of anything he had ever done wrong, but rather because of the sin that we have committed. Jesus died for us. And Jesus died so that when God comes and says, you are forgiven, that we would, in a sense, understand the magnitude of that statement. We are forgiven. No matter what the sin might be from the past, no matter that it's huge or small in human understanding, that we are forgiven of anything we ever did that was wrong. Forgiven. God says the door to heaven is open for you. Right? You can come in. 
My son paid the price. It doesn't matter where you failed. It doesn't matter how huge, how, how small. You, you disrespected your parents when you were growing up. And everyone said, oh, everyone does that. And you went and apologized to your mom and dad later in life. And you said, you know, I, I was really kind of a rotten kid. And I, I really didn't treat you very good, mom and dad. And, and maybe mom and dad said, oh, that's all right. Everyone does that. Yeah. And you were talking to your friends and, and, and your friends said, oh, it happens. Forget about it. Now, those are all responses that the, the world you know, gives uh, to us for, for something that the world today considers to be kind of insignificant, right? The Lord says, honor your mother and your father. And the world says, oh, who cares, really? But you come to the point where you feel convicted of that sin and you go back to the people that you sinned against and, and, and you confess and you ask for their forgiveness. And then when they say, oh, no, don't bother, don't worry about it, oh, it's fine, oh, everyone kind of acts that way. It's just a phase you were going through. Right? We give all these justifications and then you, you feel like, oh, well, it's, well, maybe it wasn't that big a deal, really. Yeah. And the, the whole thing kind of gets short-circuited, doesn't it? Because, well, if, if my sin wasn't really that big a deal, and, you know, then, you know, Jesus didn't really have to die for that, right? Because it was no big deal. And I, I guess it happens, and everybody kind of does it. And I never get to experience the, the full of freedom of God speaking that word in love to me personally, where he says, you know what? Disrespecting your parents was such a big deal. Jesus had to die for that. But with his death, you are forgiven. And that's where maybe a little shiver goes down the back of your neck, right? Because Jesus has spoken. He said, you know what? You're supposed to be honoring your mother and your father. And you yourself know in your heart that you've blown it at times. And then everyone around you said, well, that's no big deal. But now God comes forward and he says, it was such a huge deal that Jesus had to die for that. But now you're forgiven. You see, that's where Jesus comes and he gives us newness of life, doesn't he? Because now you can have a fresh start, can't you? Now you can get up that next day with the love of Christ in your heart and you can go forward and you can say, you know what, I don't want to do that stuff anymore because I do not want to crucify again the Son of God. Because Jesus loved me so much, I want to love him in return. And when you love someone else you know, that much, then you desire to please them, don't you? And when someone else has forgiven you that much and shown that kind of self-sacrifice, it's only natural that you begin to desire 
to do the things that they would have you to do. And that's really where the whole gospel, you know, then gets its foundation, doesn't it? Because sure, for a, a while, again, you know, we, we can go out and discipline ourselves, can't we? And we can say, well, you know, there's some area of my life and, you know, it, it's kind of hard and I, I'm kind of grinding against society, but, you know, I, I can exercise some self-control. Now, a minor example might be, you know, speed limit signs, right? They say, oh, you know, the speed limits are kind of for losers. Maybe that's what's coming straight from your heart, but you maybe don't say that all the time. As for me, I ought to be able to drive whatever speed I feel comfortable with, right? But I know because I've gotten a couple tickets lately that I must discipline myself, you see. And so for a while, you, you go out there and you, you watch the speedometer like a hawk, you know, and you say, I'm disciplining myself and I'm driving the exact right speed limit every place I go and I, I can do this and I've done it for a week now and now I've, I've done it for a month now and I've done it for six months now. Every place I go, I'm looking at that speed limit and I'm making sure the needle is right where it's supposed to be, you know, but still... If I have that thought in my heart, speed limits are for losers, and I should be able to drive however fast I, I need to drive to go about my business. Right there, there comes that time at, at six months and one day when zoom, right? There you go, down the highway again, just however fast you feel like driving. Yeah. But see, when we have that love of uh, Jesus within our heart and we strictly desire to be able to please him, you know, then it's not such a matter of self-control as it is a matter of showing my love for Christ, isn't it? Because, you know, sure, people have some self-control and they have some ability to discipline themselves and they, they have some ability to do, you know, what's right, you know, consistently, but then it, it breaks down eventually. When you have the love of Christ in your heart and that's what is powering you through the day, then you have just what you need, don't you? Because now you're out there saying, Lord, I want to glorify you. And you're saying, Lord, how's it going to look when, when this car that has you know, a, a cross in the window gets pulled over on the, the side of the road because, you know, I was driving too fast? What kind of example does that set for me as a, a, a pastor, as a, a Christian? If everyone is always seeing me, you know, on the side of the road with flashing lights, you know, behind my car. Well, what kind of a, a example is uh, that for for young people that that see? Oh, yeah, there. You know, there there's the guy. He's supposed to be a pastor of a church. He's supposed to be the, a, a bus driver, and and there he is. You know, with the flashing lights behind him again. You begin to have different thoughts, don't you? You begin to have have different concerns. You begin to to really be 
want to reach out to other people. You want your life to be a testimony. You, you want to be a kind of example. And with those concerns upon your heart, then you're doing the right things for the right reasons. But once again, also it traces back to you are forgiven. You went through that process. The thing that you did caused the death of God's son. And yet God says, you're forgiven. The way it is really lifted, isn't it? And yes, you, you can, you know, as they say, turn over a new leaf. You, you can start a new chapter in the book of your life. You, you don't have to worry about that somehow you're going to be found out because no one knows yet. No, God knows. He knows what happened. He knows what, what's in your heart. And he loved you anyway. He loved you so much that even in the, the, the past when you were uh, doing whatever it was, you know, a, a, a young man maybe coming into the military is confronted with the drill instructor and the drill instructor says, now I know what you've been doing. You've been smoking and joking and bad-mouthing your country and now I'm going to make you different. Well, God knows even more than the drill instructor did, right? God knows the sins that we've committed. He knows what's in our past. And he comes and he says to us, Jesus died for you. The way to heaven is open. Your sin, no matter how big, how small, it is is forgiven. Really, that's what Jesus meant when he was upon the cross and, and he cried out, it is finished. It's done. By Jesus' suffering, by his death, our sins are washed away. We can face tomorrow. We can get up tomorrow morning and start a new life, essentially. Now, finally, the last point I want to make, it, it, it's not too late. No matter where a, a loved one is in the course of their life, no matter if they're in prison right now, no matter that they've you know, somehow destroyed their family, they're living alone in a little trailer park somewhere and no friends even want to come and visit them, no matter that they're at the very end of their rope, they can start anew. Yeah, that's another miracle of God's love, isn't it? That God doesn't just sit up there in heaven and go, hmm, well, I see some people kind of trying to behave over there. And, and maybe those people, maybe if they behave for long enough, 
I'll give them a little hand. But you know, there's some people over there, oh, look at what they're doing. I, I think I'm just going to stomp on those people. Well, that's how, how we kind of view the world at times, isn't it? But no, no matter where we are, no matter what's happened in the past, no matter the current things that we're going through, God says you can start anew right now. See, what does it take? Just that we would acknowledge our sin, right? They would say, oh, Lord, you said that I, I shouldn't steal, and I, I've been stealing quite a, a lot, even from my mom and dad. And, Lord, you, you said I shouldn't bear false witness, but that's one of my favorite pastimes, to go out with my friends and bear false witness against other people. And, and Lord, you said I should honor the Sabbath day, but, you know, I've, I've been drunk most Sundays for the past 10 years. And Lord, you said I shouldn't take your name in vain, but that's maybe one of my favorite pastimes as well. I like to, you know, badmouth other people and take the Lord's name in vain at the same time. And the Lord comes into that person's life and says, you know what, your sin was of such a great magnitude, it caused the death of my son. But your Forgiven. I say, what? You mean the things that I was doing in, in the past, they actually caused the death of the Son of God? Yeah. Yeah, they did. But even though Jesus died, God says, you're forgiven. The God who made all things, the God who created all laws, the God who stands in judgment above all people, he comes and he says, you are forgiven. Let us go and share that message. Let us go and tell others that they too are forgiven because of the death of Jesus Christ. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.